Hi, welcome to Swordnut Radio. This episode is part one of the fifth edition one-shot, Conius Caves. We were down a few players who decided to run this by reskinning our existing characters. We'll start with a bit of feedback. There's probably loads of feedback, uh, but I haven't collated it because I'm a tool. So if you've given us feedback and I haven't read it out, I, I apologise. Sorry, Sabrina. No, no. That's, no <laughs> ah, well, right. Sabrina, however, um, came through with a fact of the week. Hey! And let's have a look here. There's a message. All right. Um, Hello. Wait a minute. On three. One, two, three. Sabrina's fact of the week. Week. Um, <laughs> uh, she gave us some actual feedback, but we'll do the feedback, the the, the fact first. Uh, in the summer heat, the iron in the Eiffel Tower expands, making it grow more than six inches. That's what she said. Oh wait, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I just uh, had a, a, a chat with her about um, is there anything she was thinking about with the storyline and things like that. And um, at some point, I want us to do a discussion on suspense mm. and, and what works as suspense in RPGs and things like that. Um, so Paul playing GM. Yeah. So she's given us some some, some thoughts on that, and I'll, I'll read that out when we do that. So uh, thanks for read that. And she's, she actually said, uh, "Is it wrong that I'm more in love with the short stories? Um, they just flow so well. Not that the main story doesn't. Just love everything about the story so far, and I wait for each episode to listen to uh, when I can't sleep, which is a lot. And she's replaying them again for the third time, which is awesome. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really nice to hear. Um, since I wrote that crap and." There is more to come. Once we start reading some more out, I have to get writing again, because I've, I've written the first few bits, and then I've just stopped doing it for a while. But I'll get started on those. But there is a separate parallel storyline to come in. So um, you, when you listen to the thing, it's, uh, you, talk about, you hear me talk about a guy called Bob Sanderson, who's a friend of mine, um, who we, we sort of got together and started writing these stories, and they're two kind of parallel... Hang on a second. I've just pressed the wrong button, and I've sent a picture... By direct message to Sabrina of Don't Les- say your penis. Don't say your penis. <laughs> My penis. <laughs> it's Leslie Nielsen uh, saying, and don't call me Shirley as a meme. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, I'm going to leave that as a mystery so that when this gets published, <laughs> I'll explain it all. Um, and I've forgotten entirely what I was saying. That's Sanderson guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he basically um, wrote one story from one perspective, I wrote it from another. Um, with a different set of characters, all based in this world, and um, at, at some point those characters all meet up. But the idea is that there's two intertwined storylines, and you can read either one of them first, and it would still make sense. So you read one first, and in in that there are chapters relating to the backstories of these other characters, in you know, and vice versa. Um, oh, actually, I should also say that Sabrina is on a podcast of her own. Um, oh which she's been doing for a while now, uh, which is, uh, it was a load of podcasts that do all sorts of stuff, including streaming and um, like Let's Play stuff and um, Twitch streams and, and gaming things for uh, YouTube. It's called Distractions Media. So they play 4th edition D&D, 5th edition D&D. I think they play Fate as well and all sorts of cool stuff. They're really good. Go listen to them. They're brilliant. Um, so it's Distractions Media and it's the Distractions Podcast if you want to go look on Podbean for it. Cool. Hi, I'm Adam A. I play Bertram Hearthhammer, uh, Dwarven Bard with a ukulele. I'm Tom. Um, I'm playing Davin Dithas Dagarkikas, better known as Dave, <laughs> who is a Dwarven Battlemaster. Hi, I'm Biddy. I am 
going to play one of these ones completely at random. The only thing I'm going to change is the race and skill type, but the background I'm going to do. Okay, cool. I am going to be playing a gruff human warlock uh, from a secret order of monks who is searching for a rare uh, herb. Searching for a rare herb? Fair mm. enough. Small Dory Farm on. I can't hear. Bertram. 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 Yes. Oh, specifically a fertility herb. <laughs> <laughs> searching for a fertility herb. Yeah, so gruff human warlock who's from a secret order of monks who is searching for a rare fertility herb. The Order of Viagra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and what's his name? He is Oishi Black. Why, what's that then? Sorry? What's that? It's the um, Chinese beverage lemon drink I'm currently Oh, <laughs> I've literally just taken it off the label. Fair enough. Let, let's 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 give you O apostrophe S H I. Oishi, Oishi, Oishi. It's just so everyone will pronounce it wrong. Just got the best character. Well, actually, if you wanted to do that, you'd, it'd be double S because that's how oh, it works. Shut off. Oh, what, what? That's how it works in Japanese. You you put apostrophe um, hyphens in the way you say it if it's double letters. Hmm. No, Tom's got a good one. Intolerant Dwarf Rook from a Young Offenders Institute who already <laughs> made and lost a fortune. <laughs> so just spend the entire session just reading that website. Yeah, yeah. and then Ben give the address at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ich bin Paul. Uh, ich bin das DM. Uh, ich werde euch alle tun. The plot hook, you chaps. Mm-hmm. This is where <coughs> I want you, to, you guys to sort of give me a little bit of background about who you are. And you can workshop this. Um, it's, you've been hired to find the Konya's falchion, which is an ancestral sword that proves the noble family's rights to their land. In essence, it's a deed document. The head of the family has recruited you... Uh, the head of the family has recruited you to look into rumours of a cache of magical weapons in a cave system. And as you are talking to this lord, and you know, you've got your provisions. He's given you some some potions to, to help you out with. Um, you know, he gave you supplies to get where you're going and directions. You happen upon a nearby town, the nearest place there uh, to these caves. It's a bit run down. It's a bit of a one horse town. You have stopped up at the local tavern where you are kipping under the tables until you're ready to go along. And that's where we'll start. So, who are you? Didn't we already do that? I want you to, to, to tell me what, what kind of adventuring party you are. Because you're clearly, you know, hired guns of some sort. So. Sell swords. Yeah, so, so, well, that's up to you. You know, are you people who are on a bit of a quest? I mean, there's a young fellow with his um, sensitive problem. Yeah, well, oh, no, 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 this, this is the orders. My orders oh, yeah. challenge yeah. is yeah, to find this special herb for fertility. Um, and obviously that's why I'm... Yeah. So adamantly out there. So yeah, so I'm one of the order essentially that's been sent out in the world to uh, investigate herbs and remedies and stuff to try and bring this back. Do these guys know what you do? Oh yeah, yeah. I tell yeah. everyone. I'm, 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 I'd, I'd say we know what you do. I'm going to say we are well. Bertram. We are a well-known order. Bertram is uh, was a bit down on his luck. hadn't had any um, hadn't had any business for a while and tried to pickpocket. <coughs> His friend, uh, this this gentleman, Oishi, uh, who just happened to uh, have quite a good perception, caught him out and instead gave him a meal no, and okay. became friends. Can I, can I actually state that 
you actually did manage to pickpocket me, mm-hmm. and you got my purse, and then when you opened up, you realised it had nothing but moss in it. <laughs> you felt you thought it felt a bit light, but you know there was just literally nothing but moss in it. But I, you know, I value that kind of stuff incredibly highly, so I would carry it around in its own little separate bag. And you were so affronted by this that you confronted me and said, "What the fuck are you doing carrying around a purse with nothing in Cannon. it?" Cannon. Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's how we got chatting. Yeah. I'd be like, what the hell is this? I've literally pickpocketed it, turned away, opened it, and gone, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. And you've, you've turned around and gone, oh, that's, that's my bag of moss, thank you very much, I must have dropped it. Like, and I'm just going to be like, "How? what the hell is this? Why hasn't this got money in it? <laughs> Obviously looking a bit dishevelled, dirty, and uh, a bit thin. And how do we know our friend here? Well, I Dave. was going to say <laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to think what's his name what's his name and I was just like fuck it I'm just going to go with Dave the mm. Vendifus <laughs> Dave has yeah. um, that got two D's in it <laughs> no just the one the, the Vendifus I think we should have shot him more should we just call him D D D ladies love the D <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to okay yeah, yeah. that's canon I'm not sure where I met you but I was thinking that it would be funny to have a battlemaster who has all this strength, but he's actually might be a bit useless on this mission because he's scared of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like you've got dark vision, but you're scared of the dark. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I like that. Okay. All right. So, so okay. That it I would love, be even. Better. I love that, but ha- um, but you know what? Be even. I, I, so I'm just thinking one of my next characters is gonna I'm gonna have to cut this out. A dwarf. Claustrophobia. <laughs> Can't stand lights. <laughs> Dungeon crawls and everything. He's literally just going to be chewing the edge of his shield constantly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. Alright, so you're in this pub mm-hmm. and it's a bit rainy outside. It's sort of late autumn, getting into winterish. You've sat down and you're, you're, you're having a meal. You think, you know, this might be, this, you know, this is an area near some caves that might be a good area to try and get some information and what you've been given to go on uh, by Lord Conyers is that the sword was last known of in the possession of an ancestor called Marath who lived 120 years ago so it it was 120 years ago that he went out with this sword and they've kind of been trying to keep it under wraps but there's a ceremony coming up where they have to present it now, Marath went out to fight a war far beyond where these caves are supposed to be and never came back. And one of the stories says that he went to try and find this case, a cache of magical weaponry. The stories have led you to these caverns, or to this town with these caverns nearby. Now, what do you want to do? Can I first establish, does my, is my familiar already present? Am yes. I, so... Right, in that case then, because I've been doing everything tonight at random, my familiar <laughs> is an octopus by the name of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Um, wait, wait. It's Didn't a land. to select like the winners of the World Cup or something? A few years ago, there was an octopus or yeah, something with, the, with right. a really common Paul name like octopus. Brian. Paul, Paul the Octopus. Paul, oh, no. Yeah, really yeah. common name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm not entirely sure how an octopus out of the water will actually work because it's water breathing. <laughs> can only breathe underwater. Um, <laughs> a bag. You could wear it. <laughs> you just want it at a festival or something. You just come to a carnival and want this octopus. Wear it as a hat. 
But yeah, actually, uh, I was thinking that just wearing it on my hat or shoulders or you know, it just kind of being wrapped around me. But it's the the fact that it has to breathe in the water to be able to stay alive. (laughs) You're a you're you're a what a cleric a monk. A monk. A monk, monk you, yeah. You, I'm sure you'd have a staff. You could always get one with like a, a fork and like suspend a bowl on it or something. So essentially I'm going to have one of those wizarding staffs with a big bowl on the top of it. It's just full of water with an octopus in it. Yeah, so not? a fish bowl on top of a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say that I have a fish bowl in a net that's on the end of a stick on, on the end of my staff because I've got a quarter staff and I kind of have it permanently slung over my shoulder so like you know like you've a, got a hobo octopus tank. a hobo octopus tank on okay. my shoulder yeah I will I will let you yes um, uh, as a bonus action so it's going to take up a bonus action to um, we'll say that you're well practiced in, in taking what's his name Brian Brian <laughs> yeah you're taking Brian off his stick so, as a bonus action at the start of combat or during a combat round, you can take him off your stick. However, if you want to swing him and use him as a flail, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just put no like catapult, like what it was, what's that uh, man-powered version of a trebuchet. Uh, use it like that, and just like catapult him at enemies' faces. All <laughs> <laughs> the muscling stuff. Can the the bowl be made out of some kind of like crystal structure? So it's not glass. It's it's been like carved out of a solid piece of mystical quartz so therefore <laughs> no you're a third level character this is the, that's a major quest so oh. um, what I'm going to say is yeah. it's sturdy okay it's very sturdy it's like thick so essentially I can just you know use it like a, a stick with a ball on the end of it basically uh, well yeah with a a flail on the end yeah yeah okay yeah. cool I'm not going to say that it's impervious to no no well, I, I will use exactly the same stats as I have for the quarter stuff which is pathetic no, no, I'll give you a bonus to, to damage. Oh, okay. Um, but you've got to tell me, tell, you've got, if you don't tell me, you're taking the octopus off. A bonus to damage would actually only give me zero, because I'm already at minus one to damage. That's if you roll a one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, I just essentially have normal damage, no mm. modifier. No, no, because uh, it's a quarter staff. Mm. You, don't, you aren't going to know the bonuses. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you those at the time. But it's your choice to make. You'd normally use it as a quarter staff if you want to use it as a flag. You can. Right, okay, cool. All right. It's a shame you can't have like a little carrier bag. It's <laughs> <laughs> like leaking. He already little. So, what are you doing? You're in a tavern, it's raining outside, you've got some stuff in front of you. It's not good. Bertrand's still stuffing his face because he's a bit undernourished. I'm pouring a small amount of whiskey into the bowl for the octopus because, you know, he likes it. <laughs> Roll a constitution check for the octopus. For the octopus? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do? Float over? Upside down. Four. Four, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah no, 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 that's just four. Your octopus is drunk. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just picture it floating upside down. Like, yeah. It's just like got a couple of arms listing outside. <laughs> just every once in a while it's just like rubbing your head. <laughs> like your whenever, the waitress, whenever the waitress goes past it tries to kind of like tentacle itself to her. And, yeah. Yeah. It's becoming a bit kind of Japanese. Uh, yeah, it's a bit hentai-ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oct- octopi have a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is Dave doing? I want to find out about this ceremony that's coming soon. So can I ask the barkeep? Yeah, you can certainly ask the party. How, how are you going to go about this as well? You're just going to go up and go, all right, about this ceremony. <laughs> um, I want to try and drop in as casual banter during an ordering of a round. Okay, then you're going to have to do me, um, do me a persuasion. Let me try and drop this in. 
Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. All right. So. Go. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a little bit forced. <laughs> yeah, you chat to the barman, and buy a couple of drinks. Talking about all these bloody landed gentry and all that sort of stuff, and he was, isn't there that that kind of that thing uh, that uh, well, what are they doing now? Like, is it like a census or something? And the bar, the barman goes, "Oh fucking no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a barman. <laughs> Fuck you asking me for? <laughs> Do I drink? <laughs> I'll tell you all about drinks. <laughs> Them's what I got. Great. <laughs> Do you want a beer? Go on then. You, you, you know they make it with grain, don't you? <laughs> and <Sorry>. water. <laughs> and there's wine, they make that with grapes. <laughs> so I'm full of information, me. <laughs> fucking ceremonies and fucking nobles and fuck. Thanks. Well, that went well. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go. <laughs> just, just, just come back to your seat, slumped down, you know. <laughs> And uh, first one's just like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> Gesturing with his spoon. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to do? I'm done. <laughs> so there's a guy follows you from the the bar. He just sort of turns around, picks up his drink, and, and walks towards you. He's got a hood over his face, and uh, shady character. Yeah, he's he's very shady. He's he's very much trying to keep his face hidden, and uh, you know, sort of looking around and sort of, you know, head down in his hood. Really shifty as fuck, and uh, he sits down and uh, says, "Hello, my name's Gravesby, and I'll be looking for a certain group of adventurers, pirates, who's been hired <laughs> to find a certain sword. Wouldn't be those sorts of adventurers, would it?" <laughs> I've, I've literally written on the directions for the character of Gravesby, ham it up. Just <laughs> <laughs> to me, says West Country. Yeah, it's just that he sounds like a West Country pirate. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, sign <laughs> a farmer. Okay. The only difference between a farmer's accent and a pirate's accent is the occasional R. <laughs> That's it. That is the to, only to difference. To be fair, West Country accent sounds very much like they're just going R. <laughs> yeah. With a lot of like R. Well, let's cut that out so we can get the <laughs> uh, person is just going to be like what exactly is it you've heard I've heard Lord Conyers has contracted some folk to go look for a sword he might have lost which might be a tad embarrassing should he not be able to produce it on command and what of it yeah good for you well maybe some of those people who maybe have been contracted who might be in this room right now I don't know I don't want to point, point, point fingers. Those sorts of people would be hired by one person. They might find themselves be hired by another person. There's a lot more to be offered. Would you be those sorts of people? Depends what you're hiring us to do. I'm just maybe I'm we just, can find these people and hiring? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just looking for folk <laughs> who might uh, be amenable to an offer. You see, that's that's not. I'm not hiring. No. Well, maybe you should ask around. It's my boss who's hiring. <laughs> Who's your boss? No, 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 I can't tell you that. <laughs> no, he pays me good to not tell people that. I did tell um, someone once they weren't interested. <laughs> can I roll insight to see if he's, uh Well. <laughs> can I roll insight to see if I know basically where he's from, what kind of what kind of character he is? Like, 
if I can see anything about him that I recognise as like being, for example, a thief or a thug or... Well, to do that, you would be perception. If you want to do your insight check, you'll, you'll get one of you know, those, those three yeah, questions. Yeah. Okay, so it'll be perception then. So yeah. I get a plus two. Never mind, a nap one. <laughs> <laughs> he seems on the level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is a, this is a good offer. You know, I might get some money here. True. I could do with money. You're an intelligent man, I can see. <laughs> Perceptive. More money's always good. The only thing I can think to do is is make the guy do a constitution saving throw because I'm going to have my um, octopus start to try and, you know, stroke his face with his testi- uh, oh, testicle. <laughs> Tentacle, <laughs> even. Go for it. Freudian slip. Uh, oh, so that's a three you're rolling against. Rolling against a three. Yeah, he's fucked. He's fucking weeded out by this <laughs> this creature. He's just like, no, no, no. Get him off. 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 Get him off me. It's all right. It was only his tentacle. It wasn't his genticle. His genticle's the um, is the no. Is it the one, two, three? No, well, um, three, four, five. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's only a tentacle. What in the nine hells is a genticle? No, <laughs> don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> so, would you, gentlemen, be interested in an offer that? Would you be these gentlemen looking at looking for this particular thing? I think. I'm sure if we're not, we can always find who is, and we might be able to uh, stop them. And I'll roll deception there, because... Deception, yeah. yeah. 21. But you make a good point, Master. I, I shall tell you. And it is up, it's up to you whether you want to take my offer or not. I know that someone's looking for the Conyers fashion. What good old Lord Conyers hundreds of years ago lost, they say. And they say it might be in a cave near here with lots of other nice little baubles and things. What they don't say is that should Lord Conyers, the present Lord Conyers, fail to turn up to this land ceremony without his sword, he'll be in forfeit. And anyone who can produce said sword will inherit his land, should they have claim. My employer is someone who may have claim. Can I roll perception to see if I know who that will be? Uh, I'll be a history. History check then. Never get these right. Fourteen. You know that uh, Lord Conyers has um, three sons, two daughters. So they would be, um, and none of them are, are married. And um, well, a couple, sorry, a couple of them are married and have estates of their own. There are three, one daughter and two sons who are unmarried um, and still live on his estate. Uh, and you met them, so it could be any of those, or it could be a, 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 a cousin you don't know about. You know, someone who. Um, was further up the family tree and it, as it diverged and split off from people inheriting and not inheriting. It could be something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, my employer uh, reckons to be quite generous to the right group of people. That you go and you find this sword. We don't want you to not find it. We want you to find it. We want you to bring it to me so I can pass it on to my employer. You can keep what you like, but it, even if there's nothing there, my employer will offer you a little parcel of land each you can be barren of, all on your tod. How much are we getting paid? What, what are we getting paid for doing this for the original guy? Uh, you are getting paid basically your room and board plus what you find. So you couldn't have afforded to do this expedition yourself. Um, and he's promised you uh, a reward of, let's say, 50 gold pieces each, which is a reasonable amount of money. For a commoner, that's pretty awesome, but for an adventure, it's kind of... 50 each. Yeah, keep you going. 
Alright, we'll consider it if you're prepared to triple what we're already being paid. Sounds like a persuasion. That is a 18. Oh, he did not get an 18. Um, can we switch dice again? That sounds perfectly reasonable. Do we have an accord, gentlemen? Bertram's going to go. Can I have an advance? Yeah. No. <laughs> Persuasion. Okay. Eight. Never mind. Uh, Why do you need an advance? You're already here. He's <laughs> uh, just going to say, yeah, uh, could do with some new gear. He sort of looks up and down at the stuff you've got. Is... As you can see, looking a bit ragged. But your backpack's new. It's not mine, it says. That sword's new. <laughs> I've got a sword, fair enough. I can, sm- I can still tell the tanning salts on the leather there. So what have we got, like, basic kit? Yeah, he outfitted you. Oh, right. Okay, okay so sword. And then, like, you've got your kit, the stuff that you have on your character sheet. Oh, right, oh, yeah, yeah. right, okay. But that's all been provided for you. But most okay. of it's been provided for you. Fair enough, right, got you. So stuff that could be easily replaced has been replaced. Cool, cool. Right, it's just because, obviously, you said... Oh, we get his room board. I didn't realise it. Like, his room paid. board, and he outfitted you, so he gave you the, pa- the funding the ex- yeah. funding the uh, exhibition, ex- yeah, that, that expedition. Yeah. yeah, that's it's it's time and materials, isn't it? So, cool. Yeah. No, that's fine. Cool. Right, got you. Now this is all sounding a bit cloak and dagger to me. So, what's to say we do this for you, bring it back for you, and then you try and double cross us? Where would be the profit in that? The profit would be you'd have your sword, and you wouldn't have to pay us or give us any land. Well, I don't think that would be much use for me, would it, now? Because I'd have to be the one double-crossing you, and I don't think that little old me can take you. Besides that, I'd have three angry professionals after me if I didn't do the job right. Can I do an insight to see whether I... You most certainly can. Fourteen. Fourteen? Fifteen. Fifteen? Insight. Okay, uh, you get to ask one question. Are they concealing anything? Yeah. Are they lying? What, what are they feeling? feeling? Are they lying? Well, is he lying? So no, he's not. Nope. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, awesome. so yeah, so he's on the level. Uh, can I just... oh. Can I uh, have a quick word with my uh, my colleagues before we make a decision? Certainly, certainly. He just stays there. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off for five minutes. Fucking off. He <laughs> <laughs> just, just gets up. You still can't see his, his face. Yeah. He's really keeping his head down, turns away from you, and goes back up to the bar. I, I'm interpreting Gruff as just quite rude. <laughs> yeah. A bit off front because I can't, I can't be honest doing the voice today. Um, what do you think then? I think it's worth it, to be honest. Sounds, sounds like a good deal. Um, I imagine we'll probably be safe because if, if he was able to present any reasonable force against us, I'm sure he'd have probably sent them after the sword. Good point, good mm. point. And plus, there's no reason to say that we couldn't just fuck him over and mm. take him back to the original guy in the first place. So I am cool. curious as to what he looks like, though. Um, I'm going to try something. <laughs> <laughs> you um, have seen that he's wearing... Uh, let's have a look here. He's wearing dark brown woolens um, and a, a, a hood that kind of covers his shoulders as well, like a cowl. Um, and he's... he's you, you haven't seen any detail of his face at all, so it's a very deep burden. He's got his head down. Cool. Alright, shall, shall we shout him back over? Yeah, yeah. sure. Alright, get back over here. 
We're ready. We're ready to tell you what we're doing. Do we have the cord then? Take your hood off. Mm-hmm. We don't like working with people we don't know. No. Did you not listen to what I just said? Yeah, but I'm ignoring you. Because uh, you're a cunt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid, sirs, I, I, I have to keep incognito, you see. It's not you I, I'm, I'm worried about. It's, it's other people knowing I'm here. I keep a low profile, you know. Can't be seen to be doing dungeon demons. You, you want to try it? No, because you just ruined it. So he's obviously going to be on edge for everything, isn't he? Okay, but Bertram's going to—he's going to knock back his ale. Just got—I have to piss. Stand up and pretend to trip over the table leg or his chair leg or whatever. And as he does, grab grab at the hood as he falls over. Okay, uh, do me an acrobatics, please. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, you know, go past you uh, saunter past and sort of trip yourself up on the table like where as as you go as you go down, he, he kind of like flinches away from you, but uh, he's all you know grabbing out, and it very much seems like you're just going, and, yeah. and you catch the end of his hood, and you pull his hood back, um, and you see that there's a, a sort of a mop of dark hair, blue eyes, but he's wearing like a, a piece of cloth over his nose and mouth, <laughs> and he very very quickly pulls it back over again, and he goes. Oh, I hope you're satisfied. Having <laughs> seen past your flimsy deception. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have done with a 20 now. Anyway, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's the same yeah. if you do it. There's, that, yeah. there's a, um, a perception check that he rolled. No, fair enough. Well, anyway, yeah, so um, I'm just going to be like, I'm in. I'm carry on walking to the toilet. Or the, the privy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. You have an accord. And he um, lifts the bottom of his, uh, his, his rag covering his face, and, you know, still underneath his head, and just goes, <laughs> spits on his hand, holds it out. Doesn't have the right effect because he's actually wearing one like, of these half woolen mitten type things, like fingerless gloves. I psychically <laughs> instruct my octopus to shake hands with him in my stead. <laughs> <laughs> and he freaks the fuck out. <laughs> he goes, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 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 I'll, I'll see you back here again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. He's sort of bolt upright in his chair, just like backs away, looking at the octopus, not like <laughs> sort, of, uh, sort of eye contact with the octopus now, um, and backs off, backs off. He literally walks backwards out of the pub, freaks the fuck out, like wiping his hand, and just disappears. What do you want to do? So I'm going to come back from the toilet and I'll be like, what time of day is it? Uh, what time of day is it? Have we, have we been here longer? Are we, are we having breakfast, lunch, dinner? Lunch. Lunch? Yeah. Cool. So we've probably got a few hours before dark. Do we want to head straight off to the cave or? Yeah, you've got um, <clears throat> like two or three torches each. Do we know where the cave is? Well, we have two or three torches each. He has about 12. <laughs> yeah. It's getting dark, aren't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, do, uh, if you want, you can have a lantern. Lantern would be amazing. Probably uh, clean a light and burn for longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of lantern do you want? I'd say a dark lantern. Like a shuttered lantern? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, so you can like, yeah, use it as a torch. Yeah. Well, no, no, so you can basically close it over, so if you need to be stealthy, oh, okay. just That's a good idea. cover it over. So oh, okay, yeah. It still keeps burning, mm. but the light doesn't shine out everywhere. Fair enough, cool. Can we acquire a 10-foot pole from somewhere? No, no, 11-foot pole. This 11 is more useful. Pole. Sorry, 11-foot pole, as as its virtues were sold to me last session. 
explain this poll? <laughs> um, uh, in Paul's opinion, every single party should have a 10 or, in fact, 11 foot long pole um, just because there's all manner of amazing things you can do with it. Like poke things. Uh, 10 foot pole. Excellent. So you've got a 10 foot pole and a shuttered lantern. <laughs> hey, it's classic D&D! Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Heading off. Yeah, get our stuff from our room. Pay the tab. Mm-hmm. And head out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barkeep for his hospitality. There was no tab, he didn't give you credit. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> what the fuck's a tab? You know what? I think we've made a lifelong friend there. Yep. So go, Bergeron's just going to walk out. <laughs> Fucking adventurers. <laughs> Finger in the air. <laughs> but, peace out, bitches! Alright, so uh, you've got a bit of a hike uh, through the woods to get to the, these, this set of caves. It's uh, a rock formation that people point you to, and it's, it's easy to find your way. You've got to keep going uphill, then you, you follow the, the rock outcroppings as they go, and so eventually you'll come to a, a bit of a rock face, and uh, not quite a cliff, you know, it's, it's, it's not huge. And so you get there, you're walking through, it's, uh, you're getting fairly high up, you know, you're, you're into the pine forest out, out of the deciduous and it's it's taking you a good sort of three or four hours in, and and it's uh, it's drawing a little bit dark. The cave mouth is in front of you, and as you're looking at it, um, you're, you're you're not necessarily off the beaten track. There's loads of, like goat trails and things like this. Is obviously you know there's people who herd animals near here, but you know you're talking goats and sheep and stuff on on the marginal land. Um, so there's no roads or paths really, just trails, and a bit of shrub and vegetation around. But where this um, outcropping is, there's actually a stream that runs off it um, to one side, um, and that's prompted this area to be a little bit more lush, so it's, it's a little bit hard to find. Um, if you know, if you hadn't had directions, you'd probably find this hard to find, but you know, people say, go up, you know, once you find this stream, better follow it, you know, go up that. Um, and so there's, you know, there's um, some bits of scrub around, there's, there's uh, shrubbery. Um, there's shrubbery! And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's a bit a bit denser here, and it was it, it was sort of covering the, the the cave face a little bit. But there was a, a small mound in front of the cave as well, so a bit of rock outcropping just in front of it, which made it harder to see as well. It's about fifteen feet round; you can't really see far into it. In the surrounding uh, shrubbery and stuff, I want to do a nature check because I'm still on the hunt for this. Uh fertility thing and that is an eight you're looking around and yeah there's there's some shrubs around there's nothing unusual here at all um i mean there's some uh you found some mushrooms around it's the right time of year for it particularly phallic shaped yeah yeah some that you can eat some that you can't um but um with an eight would i know the difference (laughs) i'm going to say that your character history is that is that you would know the difference but yes. um, it's it's more that you're not finding anything special. Okay. The, it does seem that um, the caves are used by animals. Um, you find, you know, like um, badger trail type stuff. Little tiny disturbances around that um, that say that you know, animals might shit in here or eat in here or mm-hmm. um, overnight in here or something like that. But you don't know what kind of animal. Um, you wouldn't say anything huge, just... It's obviously not bear poo outside, you know. Can I also do a perception to see if 
there's uh, which is 13 and it's basically just to see if there's any sign of life other than animal life knocking around a perception of 13 yeah. um, you cannot see that there's anything other than plants around rabbit droppings you could probably live here for a little while. This is probably a nice place to set up. You know, there's, there's, there's obviously game around. There's forage. Are we going in then? Looks dark. Bertram's pretty optimistic. He's going to lead the way. Okay. Dave, <laughs> would, you, would you like to carry the lantern? Yeah. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I'll follow you. Oh, God. We, we've got a tank he wants to go last. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry. Red Dwarf, Rimmer, C- can I go in the front and at the back? Yes. <laughs> you taking that I just like running around. Okay. Um, I'm really toying with the idea of shouting into the cave. <laughs> I've got the most useless adventurers ever. We have. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I'm taking on Mike's role this yeah. evening with the. Um, Slightly inappropriate behaviour. Uh, yeah, I'll I tell you what, no, because I can't decide. My character can't decide. Uh, no, he's not going to do it. Not, not going to do what, sorry? Not going to shout into the cave? I was going to shout into the cave, just kind of like, like, depending on how that rolled, I was going to shout something, either something along the lines of like, echo, just to see how long the echo went on for. <laughs> I'm like, even, does anyone in there come out now? And I think, well, no, not going to do that. Okay, so you're you're going in. Are you trying to stealth it up? No, I'm on point. I'm I'm quite overconfident. So Bertram's just going to march forward. Okie dokie. So you're going to go uh, forward into um, what is uh, now apparent to you is a a long entrance. Sort of, it's almost a corridor. Actually, you know, it's, it's fifteen feet round, so fifteen feet up, fifteen feet uh, you know uh, across, mm-hmm. um, and it actually goes back, you know, a good thirty forty feet before it starts opening up again. It's going to open up left and right. At this point, it's just the light of your lantern that you've got illuminating the place, so you can see a good 30 feet around you, but you have dark vision. So as you walk in, uh, you know that this, you, you can see this this chamber has quite a few animal bones in it. There's just sort of little little piles every once in a while. You'll see like um, just a bone sticking up and it'll so you know, like a rib or something like that, or a, a shoulder bone. So, can I roll um, and eight? lots of... Um, fungi around. Okay. Slightly bioluminescent. Can I roll a nature investigation or perception check to see if I know what kind of creature might have left these bones? So not not yes. what not what they were, but whether they've been chewed by wolf, bear, etc. They've been chewed up. So what, the cause of death? Yeah, thanks. investigation. Investigation. <laughs> that works out really well. Twenty-two. <laughs> Twenty-two. Uh, there are. Um, some tooth marks. So there are some um, marks of um, like tooth marks on the, on the, the bones, but there's nothing that says that these things have been shredded apart by uh, a predator. It looks like you know Just rat bones. You know, rat, sorry, it looks like um, you know, rats have gnawed on them as well. Okay, scavengers. Okay, so no, no tool marks, etc. No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast false life on myself. Mm-hmm. Coward. Uh, which gives me an additional seven hit points. Okay. <coughs> what else are we doing? Um, oh, would it be? I suppose this would be perception to see if we can see like 
how big the chamber is, if there's any other corridors, no, etc. You, you can see, because um, you can see the dark, um, and you've got a lantern, so uh, you can see that this chamber is about 30 feet across. Mm. Um, off to your left, there's um, which would be the north. Um, so you, you're looking east at the moment. Um, so off to your left, the north would be, uh, it looks like it goes off um, a fair way, a good like 80 feet or so. And it looks like it goes south and opens up much more, but you're sort of looking off into the distance. And the animal bones sort of peter out after like 50 feet or so. But you can see that there's there's plenty of mushrooms in here. Um, there's a water source. Um, it, it looks like there's a bit of an ecosystem. Um, can I do another nature check on the mushrooms, please? <laughs> nine. Um, <coughs> nine? Yeah, you, you're not sure um, about these mushrooms. Like, they're, they're not the stuff you recognise. This is why we're having such trouble finding this fertility herb. Because we're all shit. You know what, I'll let, I'll let you roll with advantage with nature when you're looking at plants and things, because that's your, your character. Okay, uh, 17 then. 17, yeah, these are poisonous. Yeah. These will kill you dead. Oh dear. Um, it looks like this is how... They might be predatory because they, you know, they'll kill animals stone dead right on the spot. I mean, you take three steps, you're dead. Wait a minute, how big are these things then? They're small, but they're potent. They're just normal mushroom size, but they're mm. very potent. Uh, poison. <laughs> so it might. So this is like maybe this is how they feed. It's like one of them will take it for the team, and it'll just the, the body of the decomposing, decomposing body will be the nutrient for everything else. And I, sorry, I reckon you were just going to do what I was going to do. Uh, collect some. No. Um, well, well, collect them. You, you, you want to collect some? I'm going to use my sword to cut them. So get get them on the edge of the blade. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, I, I'll I'll let you do that. That's fine. Kill something stone dead, you know. Uh-huh. Cut something. Yeah, dead beast. True. Do I need to do any kind of roll for collecting, collecting them? them? Um, just do me a survival check, please. So you don't you, you don't pick them in and go. <laughs> I'm just I'm just fishing for a botch, really. Is what I'm doing. One. <laughs> is that a natural one? That is a natural one. I get no wow. modifier. Fishing for a botch pays off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so I'm smart and use my blade to cut them. So I'm picking them out with my hands, and then I've got an itchy tooth, so I stick my finger in my mouth and give yeah, my ear. You've, you've, you've actually, it's not that bad, you've just forgotten to, to put your gloves on uh, for this. So um, it's, it, it, and it turns out that it's a contact poison and it will it'll seep through your skin. I yeah. want to make a constitution save, please, with disadvantage. So your hand looks like so a small pig. 17 or 7 plus. Two, so nine. Okay, you are poisoned. You are not going to ro- uh, go stone dead, but you are at disadvantage. If you'd have rolled a one, yeah, you'd have been rolling a new character. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you're, you're going to be at disadvantage on every d20 roll that you make until you make a successful constitution saving throw of 15 or higher. Okay. All right, and you may do so. Um, every combat round, or just as we go, I'll, I'll prompt you. Okay, cool. All right, if it hasn't been a while since you rolled one, just roll one. So I'm going to guess you're just like, <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, you feel off your game right now. Nah, I, I just look sweaty and pale and a little bit clammy. and It's like a glow in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my tongue's luminescing. <laughs> Lead the way. <laughs> it's it's kind of <laughs> And we're back to Gene Simmons. Yeah. 
All right. What we do? Well, if it was Gene Simmons, we could leave his tongue at the mouth of the entrance and then just leave, let it trail out, and so we could always find our way out. <laughs> so, Gimbal, yeah. as you... Not Gimbal, sorry. <laughs> Bertram. Bertram. Bertram, as you draw your sword through one of these mushrooms, uh, you see a, a, a slightly larger one, kind of like there's a, a dense pack, and you go, ooh, that looks like a good idea. I'll. That's probably got loads of poison, so I'll just stick it through there. And... Real initiative. <laughs> <laughs> you hear... Um, an unbelievably loud shriek. Just this really high-pitched noise comes in. And, uh, let's see. Uh, it just does not stop. Make a constitution save, please. Mandrake. <laughs> uh, constitution... Get plus one. Fifteen... Plus, I get to add half proficiency bonus to. No, it's a check, not a save. Okay, so it is a. 17. You're playing a dwarf, so you have um, proficiency on your constitution save. Okay, so 17. 17? Yeah, this, this is. It's threatening to overwhelm you, it's not pleasant, but um, it's not really having a deleterious effect on you. This okay. is just unpleasant, and it's really loud. Okay. Can I do a nature check to see if I know what it is or whatever? You most certainly can. Can we hear this as well? Yes. Okay. This is loud and obvious. And it's emanating from the mushroom, or is it just? Did it just start as he started? Emanating from the mushroom. Very oh, okay. It's high pitch noise. It's very directional. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, you've heard of these things. It's a shrieker. They are essentially Imagine. harmless, but they they can act as early warning systems for things because when you get close to it or disturb it, it'll go off. But you reckon if you back off, you probably. Okay. Probably stop after a while. Okay. So I fill into the guys. It's a shrieker. Back up. Leave it alone. It'll shut off after a bit. Okay. Or we can turn it over. <laughs> so you're going to back off? Yeah. Get outside yeah. 30 feet. Which way are you going? 30 feet would have you sort of backing out of this cave. Here. Deeper into the cave, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, where, where are the tunnels out of the cave? Are you going to the. Starting from where we came in, uh, which is the entrance, I imagine, is the south. You're going, you're going east. Okay, so we came in from the east. Okay, yeah. So you, you came in from the west to the east. Okay, cool. Um, so when we came in from the east, starting on our left... On your left was, uh, it looked like a, a sort of a roundish chamber mm-hmm. um, where there were more bits of fungus and some um, bodies and things. Mm-hmm. But that only looked like it was about, I don't know, 40 feet across, 50 feet. Okay. This chamber that you're in actually opens up much... But, uh, much to a much greater size to the south. Okay. So yeah, there's chamber to the north, and then to the south, you have this. It, it opened up. Right. And you can actually see like a, a column kind of joining up the uh, up the ceiling and the, the floor. Okay, but no other tunnels or anything. Uh, well, there's this column. Well, it's a natural column um, there, so you can go um, either side of it. You can go east or west of it. And those might be different rooms. You don't know if necessarily that's a column or a wall. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we'll, yeah, we'll head to the south and we'll stick close to the east. So we'll take the uh, the southeast side of this. Yep. <clears throat> southeast. Okay. Yep. So this area is actually going to open up a bit, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty bare in here. You're you're getting beyond all these animal bodies and, and bits of crap and mushrooms and things. Mm-hmm. Although now that you're moving uh, further in, you're seeing that the bioluminescent fungi are actually becoming a bit more dominant here. 
Right. So and, I might uh, not need the Dark Lantern. Mm. They're becoming more sparse, but larger. Okay, as we're entering, can we see that if this is a column that separates two different passageways, or is it a wall? It's a column, um, and this is one large area. It actually opens up much further to your um, to your left, which is the east. So it's east and west that it opens up, but much more to the east. Um, and those of you with dark vision can look to the south, uh, the southeast corner, sorry, the southwest corner of this room, and see that there's a seems to be a passage going off there. Okay. But this thing's you know about hundred feet or so. Long to the east. Sorry, in which direction is this coming off? Southeast corner. Southeast. Southeast corner. Interesting to see what map you draw. <laughs> well, could, you said southwest a second ago. So. Southwest corner, yeah. I know it is the southwest corner. It is, it is the southwest corner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the southwest. Or his octopus. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a Dalek, maybe. That's the bit the astronauts hear us. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does um, look a bit like a penis. Or maybe Mr. Blobby. Now, I don't have dark vision, but my octopus does have dark vision. Can my I, octopus has dark vision. My octopus has dark vision. Can I temporarily kind of go, what's my octopus seeing? Oh, yeah, and then come back to myself. And You most certainly can. Okay. Or a perception check on behalf of your octopus. Uh, 19, and he gets a plus, I think, to perception. Two, so 21. Okay, your octopus sees an awful lot of the inside of a bowl. Um, and through this really frosty, because we're saying this is sturdy, it's like frosty thick glass. It's all pretty blurry. Okay, like you, like you can make out, you know, my shapes and things, but. My, okay, it does actually say here that my octopus, if it comes out of the water, can survive for half an hour before it needs to get back in the water. Okay, so he's just like popping it So he's just kind of, yeah, having a bit of a pop around. <laughs> yeah, you, your octopus can see everything that these guys can see. Right, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm just going to do that periodically then. Yeah, he finds it quite cosy. Mm-hmm. Just find it, need to find a nice pool to mm-hmm. let him have a swim in. So let's head off down this tunnel. Mm-hmm. Tunnel to, where, so? to the southwest. Uh, southwest, yep. So, um, you know, toddle off to the southwest. Fungi is growing up taller and getting more glowy, and you, you almost feel like you, you might not need a um, you might not need a lantern after a while. Um, not that that's helping Dave at all. It's still <laughs> a scary cave. Just keep yeah. on the lantern for Dave. What you should do is you should, you should. You should. All right. Yeah. You should totally. Eleven. So no mud. Is that a saving throw? Saving throw. So yeah, not not fifteen. You, you should totally grab a handful of those and just carry them around with you and use them as a torch. They're great. <laughs> she says, trying not to throw up. Yeah. I'm just kind of doing the Scooby Doo walk in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're just trying to be stealthy. Roll a stealth check. Seven. Seven. Uh, well, the, how, how are you? Resting, trying to be stealthy, or are you just marching on through? No, no, we're just marching on through. Like I said, Bertram was quite uh, quite confident. I want, I, in fact, I want both of you to roll a stealth check just to see, even though you're not being <laughs> my, stealthy. My octopus, worse. my octopus gets a plus four to stealth checks. He's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> to be fair, he's just floating in water. So yeah. that's true. Oh, 20! Yeah, natural twenty, and I don't get a modifier. Stealth, stealth, stealth. stealth? Dexterity, stealth. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, yeah. The, the the two of you, like, you're not really trying really hard, but you just. 
you're not making much soft noise. leather boots. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> so there's this nothing dwarf clanky. Trying desperately to be quiet and just clumping, and every time he puts <laughs> yeah. his, his boot down, something crunches. And there's a, so um, holding a lantern and this like the ring which holds it, and just like clink, shaky hand. Clink, 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 clink. Everyone, roll perception for me, please. Four. Uh, Twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. And my first guess. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Bear in mind you're at disadvantage for everything. Your octopus is not. Uh, uh, then I scored uh, twelve. Okay. No, uh, thirteen, sorry. As the three of you go down this passageway, Bertram and Oishi, and Brian, in fact, uh, <laughs> uh, hear a bit of a, a sort of odd, squishy, creaking sort of noise and turn around just in time to see the violet fungus that's attacking uh, Dave getting a surprise <laughs> round. <laughs> so, I was about to say, up until the up until that bit, the, the whole squishy bit was getting, you know, Brian aroused, but... Yeah. I was actually... He's cooled down very quickly. Bertrand was going to turn around, will you shut that octopus up? <laughs> yeah. So, gave my girlfriend already. So, it sort of really, uh, attacks, attacks you... Um, uh, with, with sort of all, all these uh, like tentacles and, and type things, um, sort of you know, reach out from it, um, just from from underneath the crown, and uh, it, it actually tries to attack you four times. What's your AC? AC uh, fifteen. It hits you twice for four damage. Okay, not too bad. So it hits you, and you start feeling like. Um, it's kind of rotting away. You smells obscene. Just the tentacles as they hit you, like this this smell of rotting flesh kind of hits you. And because that was its surprise round, uh, everyone roll initiative, please. Uh. Ooh, natural twenty. Oh, I'm I'm rolling with a disadvantage though, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Sixteen. Sixteen. Fourteen. And then Brian is oh natural twenty. I fucking love this dice. <laughs> you love this octopus. Ten. Ten. Yep. Okay. Holy shit. Brian has got three hit points. Oh. <laughs> so, it's Brian's go. <laughs> Brian is going to telepathically tell me to kill it. <laughs> that, that is going to be his um, move. Brian can't really make attacks and things um, no, unless he has something that I don't think Octopi do. They, 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 no, they do have attacks, but considering they're all kind of aquatic underwater, yeah, so he's got like an ink cloud that you can do. He can also attack someone with his uh, tentacles, but again, it's all. No, Brian can make checks, though. He can he can do perception checks. He can um, do nature checks if he knows anything about this sort of stuff. Well, the thing is, you can always adapt to this. I mean, the ink cloud obviously in water would disperse in water, yeah. but out of water it'd be an ink jet. And if he's got good aim, he can blind things. Yeah, but I have to forego my action yeah. for him to do something. So unless we find a big pond or something I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save all that kind of stuff because okay. I, I can get off the staff actually no it's not your turn yet so um, so what's, what's Brian's action going to be here because I, I think making a knowledge check or a perception check or something would be useful as a last ditch attempt he could always like just throw the bow I was actually well I was working on the theory if I've, if I've still got him on my shoulder like this and I've got one hand to do kind of like uh, Eldritch Blast and stuff like that. I only need one hand, so yeah. am I right just to carry a yeah, key? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, so he's not going to do anything. He's just going to do a, I don't know, he's got tentacles. He, he's got tentacles. He might know something about it. He's going to do like a, a knowledge check on it. Yeah, so it's in nature. Yeah. Flat 12. 
Flat 12, um, you, the, the, the thing that um, Brian's going to communicate to you is that this thing doesn't have eyes. <laughs> so don't try and blind it. Fair enough, cool. He's going to attack Dave again. Um, and he gets, how many does he get? Uh, and he gets the one attack this time. And uh, that's going to be a six versus your AC. That's not going to hit. Oishi, you'll go. I'm going to Eldritch Blast. Blast mm-hmm. this guy. Go for it. Uh, at disadvantage, I believe. Yes, you are. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Five. Good. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, no, 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 math it out. Uh, five. You've got five. Yeah, Elbridge Blast is a... Uh, spell attack bonus, so ten. Is going to do it. Oh, really? Right, excellent. Okay, so... Do some damage. I wasn't expecting that. What's the damage on this? 1d10. Four. Four damage? Yep. It just hits it, and a bit of it kind of blasts off it. It's done some damage. Bertram. Bertram is going to cast Cloud of Daggers. I fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side, centred on a point I choose within range. A creature takes 4d4 slashing damage when it enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Okay, cool. Cool, so I'm going to centre it on this tentacly mushroom thing. That happens. Do you want to move or anything? No. I'm not going to walk into my own cloud of daggers. <laughs> Dave! <Damn. laughs> <laughs> Do I attack him with a lantern? He's already scared. Is this like an oil lantern or something like that? Well, I, I thought imagine it was, so. Yeah, I thought it was. I thing. wasn't sure if it would just be like a candle inside a housing or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can burn it. Yeah. Okay. So, so just thinking. Like, so I'm going to say that as characters, you don't know <laughs> right now. Like it, it's it's fled your mind what it sorry. is, and, I'll, and we'll roll for it. Sorry. So one thing I've just realised about the cloud of daggers, as I'm the third level, it, um, the damage increases by two d4. So it's no, actually, no, that's that's um, it's character level. Yeah. It says here when you cast this spell using a spell slot of third level. Spell slot of third level. Yeah. That's a spell slot of third level, not character level. Spell levels and character levels are not the same. Oh, right. I have a question then, because I am doing spells at a level two, but I don't actually use a spell slot to do false life. And it says when you cast this spell using a spell slot of level two or higher, you get plus. So do I still get that plus, or is it just the the basic? I'm going to say for now, if you want to spend a spell slot, yeah, you get that. If you don't want to spend a spell slot, you get what it says at uh, basic. Right, okay. I'll uh, I'll check the uh, the codex for that. Because I was going to say because that's an invocation <coughs> opposed to a cantrip. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I was thinking I wouldn't want to hit it with a weapon or anything because I'd be just like in full panic mode because of the dark. So yeah, just go hit it mode. with whatever's already in my hand. <laughs> Make a strength check, just a flat up, a straight up strength check. Twenty three. Twenty three. Fucking hell! Yeah, that's going to hit. And I want you to roll. Um, in fact, uh, high or low? High. High for a good result. Okay, yeah, uh, you uh, hit this thing. It is an oil lamp. It's going to go on there. I want you to roll... Um, roll. Me, uh, let's do a luck roll, shall we? Let's do it just a straight up d20. See what happens. Hi or low? Hi. 16. <laughs> All right. So um, it goes on the, um, the... You swing the lamp at it. Do you want the lamp to break or not? Uh, no, I don't want the lamp to break. Okay, so you hit it with a lamp, roll me a d4, plus your strength modifier. Three. Plus your strength. Strength, eight. Sorry. Eight, eight damage. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, you, you, you smack this thing and it's like the, the hot metal of the, the lamp sort of sears it a bit and it, it, yeah. ret- it retreats from you a tiny bit and it's not happy. <laughs> Brian! Actually, do you, want, do you want to move at all? Um, no, I'm just stuck in panic. Just I'm just there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's frozen to the spot. It's <laughs> windmilling. Uh, Brian the octopus. Uh, Brian is going to do a perception tech check to make sure there aren't any more of these things sneaking around. Go for it. And that is a 14. 14? Um, he's going to... Um, uh, he's going to look around um, to see if there's anything about... And he, he reckons that some of the larger of the um, mushrooms around, he, he can spot them pretty easily. There are several more around, but they seem to be easy to spot. Um, so, you, yeah, he, he's, he's not worried that there's loads of them around. They're not, like, moving towards you or anything like that. Uh, but he does spot um, something that catches his eye just to the south of you. And it's just an odd little rock formation. He doesn't know why. It's just that looks weird. Like, it looked normal underwater, maybe? I don't know. Like, he's not sure. He's out of his element. Okay. Brian's having a crisis of confidence. Let's keep this in. This is the noise when I'm having a crisis. So, dear listeners, this is what we have to put up with. I might have to, to, to get rid of those codes, actually, that, that, that the automated mm. lady says, because that might be a bit uh, But that is a call-out, where the, the lads... Um, who normally make loads of noise and uh, clog up the toilets, apparently, um, <laughs> go out and save someone's cat who's up a tree. So, <clears throat> right. Cool. Let's do this. That's, so, that's Brian's go, right? And now it's the uh, it's the thing. It's which the, takes 4d4 four, four four damage. 4d4 four four damage, roll them. Right, okay, so 3, 3, 4, 4. Nice. Describe how this thing gets taken out in vicious ways. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that obviously these clouds of daggers are flailing in a cloud, buzzing round and round each other like little bees. Uh, this thing's got tentacles flapping everywhere, and I'm going to say the daggers make sushi. Yeah. Just. So this thing, this thing collapses and just loses all cohesion. It's just a pile of stuff on the floor right now. So. Um, that was a really good roll. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Go for it. What, what are you doing? I would like to poke the remains of this thing with the ten foot pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you poke the remains of this thing. Uh, give me a perception roll, please. Disadvantage. But uh, you had two combat rounds there, didn't you? So uh, yes. Oh yeah. Roll me a Constitution save first. C- can I use that one? With disadvantage. Two. <laughs> okay. Uh, and roll me two of the match. So give me another one. So two Twelve. So two. And so another. Because um, you, you went through two rounds. Three. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> two and a three. Yeah, good. Okay, yeah, so I'm good. still poisoned. Um, and then this is my actual perception. Okay. Uh, eight plus uh, 11. 11? Okay, yeah. So I've uh, moved this thing around. Um, you, you see that there's... Uh, uh, at the bottom of this thing, there's actually a, there's some more little bones... See anything out of the ordinary, just more of what you found at the top there. Okay, cool. Can I roll perception because I'm watching him do this? Yeah, I suppose. This is a bit kind of like you know, let's let's double up on all the rolls. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. 
Uh, Wisdom perception. Yeah. Um, 14. 14, yeah. Um, it, there's, there's nothing much there. There's, there's an awful lot of chopped mushroom. A um, little bit of animal bone there. Obviously this thing preys on anything that comes past. Fair enough. Especially things that make a noise. So then, guys, let's not go near any more of these. Yep, let's, let's stay away from the... Yeah, let's stay away from the creepy mushrooms. Spider shrooms. Mm-hmm. Shall we proceed? Yes, and I feel a cold, wet, tentacly prod to the back of my neck. And I pay attention to Brian and he kind of telepathically goes, weird thing over there. So I want to go investigate the weird thing. Okay, weird thing is over there. All right, uh, make a perception check for me, please. <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't know why I'm rolling again. 16, so... Uh, we'll take that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's four. Okay, so you're just sort of going towards this thing, and uh, what you're going to do... He's disturbing other mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Dexterity saving throw. It's a trap! Twenty fucking... <laughs> Um, dexterity saving throw, so that's just 13. 13, okay. With a 13, you uh, go forward, and, and what you're going to see a little bit too late that the weird thing that Brian was called pointing out to you was that there was a rock kind of balanced on another rock. Uh, as you, you come along, you um, step on something, and you hear a sort of a snapping sound. Great. And a bit of a grating noise, and it's just, you've just just managed to throw yourself out of the way as rocks tumble and partially seal off that part of the the caves. As the dust settles, you can see that you could actually you could probably scramble over top of them. Mm. But the main thing is, I wasn't under them. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, guys. I was looking. <laughs> so there was a bit more of a tunnel to the south, and it's now blocked. It's partially blocked. I mean, you, you could scramble over them if you like. Okay. But there's still more tunnel to the southwest. Tunnel to the southwest, yeah. Um, that actually turns a little bit to... Um, it's, it's, it was headed due south, and then it turns... Yeah. In the southwest of the room you're in, it heads due south, and then it uh, turns southeast. Did that set off any other screeches, were they? Uh, it did not. Can I send Brian over these rocks to... See on the other side, see, because even if I do stumble up myself and have a look, I can't see shit because I don't have dark vision. So I'm going to send him up over the rocks to uh... Uh, have him make a dexterity check, please. 18. 18. Oh, yeah, he's a nimble little fucker. Um, So he he just like leaps down um, and splats on the floor, and then it's just like you think he might be dead, and he just like goes and kind of comes up. Um, and he's almost tiptoeing on his. Just like I just picture you just yeah. started, like throwing him through the hole. He's just tiptoeing on his slightly upturned tentacles. He's going up, up, up this up this this rock, um, and he's going to sort of report back, you know, via your via yeah. your link that um, this that this little chamber doesn't. There, there's not much to this um, passageway. Um, so maybe after like 20, 30 feet, it just opens up into this huge room, like this, this huge uh, chamber, mm. big open space. I kind of feel... And he sort of smells water. Ooh. Can he tell how big the space is? He can't, no. It just disappears off. I mean, he's got dark vision, but it's it's dim light past there, so like, um, I mean, it doesn't disappear into darkness, but it does sort of go off. Okay. I would like to tell him to stealthily 
continue in and uh, investigate for me. So I'm essentially sending him off like a drone. <laughs> uh, so stealth check first. Yes. Which he gets plus four on, so that's twenty. Twenty. Yeah, he's, he's stealthing it up like a motherfucker. Make a constitution save. Me. Yeah. Uh, with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Uh, Eleven. So. No. Okay. Uh, the next time you make a constitution save, the DC is going to go down to twelve. So okay. Off a bit. Okay. Cool. He's going to sneak on in there. Um, what he's going to see is that uh, this is sort of this. It's like a long chamber that's aligned um, northeast southwest, okay. and there's a a column in the centre of it. It looks like you know a stalactite and a stalagmite joined together. There uh-huh. seems to be uh, the, there's three. It looks like there's three ways out of this room. It looks like there's a, a big, ch- sort of big long chamber leading off uh, due south in the southeast the southwest corner of the room. In the south. East corner of the room, there's another little thing going off, and you can't really tell what's what's going on there. And in the northeast corner, there's a little passageway heading east, which we could possibly join up with. And there's a pool of water next to this stalagmite, stalactite column thing. Okay, uh, I'm going to instruct him to go to the pool of water and make himself comfortable. And I reckon, looking at this, that. The, if we follow the other route, it joins back up. Possible. Just, uh, are you sure you want to send me to possibly dissolve himself? Dip a tentacle in it first, Brian. <laughs> just, just burn an arm off. Yeah, just, you know, dip a te- tentacle in first, Brian. Just make sure you're not going to melt. Uh, so, yeah, he, he goes along. Good thinking. <laughs> dips his tentacle into it. It's nice and cool. Quite likes the feel of it. Okay, yeah, so, you know. Knock yourself out. We'll be there in a minute. <laughs> So he's chilling out. What you do? Well, the passageway. See if it joins up. Yeah. Yep. That was the collapse. Yeah. So, we, so we have to clamber in after him, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's not a tight squeeze or anything. As uh, he's chilling in the water and he's kind of like looking out a bit and uh, looking around, he feels a bit more in his element. He was a bit panicked. A bit kind of like, oh crap, I need to get out of here. Because um, you know, an octopus out of water is kind of all oh, right. Okay, I need to get to water, and that's his thing. So now he's chilling out in the water. He's just sort of peeking his eyes up a little bit and breathing underwater. And um, he's reporting back to you that out of the um, northeast passage, he's seeing um, what looks like a, a, a bit of a glow. It's 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 a different color. It's not like the green bioluminescent color that everything else has. And that there's people stuff in here or something. Cool. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Well, we're staring at this hole. You're staring at the hole? Yep. Which mm-hmm. hole? Are you going to info dump us? Or... Yeah, do you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Certainly, yeah. Um, Brian tells me we're fine to go through. <coughs> A lot of dust from this collapsed stone. Yeah, yeah I don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, what were we doing? That sneeze is just. Scrambled your brain. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've we've finally go through. Uh, there's three passageways on the way through. Uh, there's a green glowy light coming from one not, of them. It's a not green. That's what. Oh, it's a not green. Not green. Yeah, oh, so there's a glowy light, but it's not like the green that's been coming from the mushrooms. I mean, octopuses are do have color vision, don't they? Mm-hmm. So, yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. So uh, should we scramble? He said, he said there was sort of people stuff here. Yeah. 
Who goes first? Firstly, roll me a constitution check. Disadvantage. Looking for 12. What's your roll? 11. What's your roll? An 18. Yeah. And 17. Yes. At disadvantage. Disadvantage. Ah, oh, bollocks. Uh, so 11 <laughs> with... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a pass. Because I get plus uh, two. So. Plus two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you start sort of shaking this thing off and it's it's still... You know, you feel a little bit groggy still, but you've, you're not going to touch those mushrooms without putting some gloves on again. No. Maybe in... You know, so you, you do check your crotch a little bit and go... Nope, no effect. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, roll me, um, roll me a d20. High or low for a good result? High. Define good result and, and define. Good. In fact, no, I'll let you define what a good result is if you roll it. Ten. So Ooh, ten. That's on. a good result. Ten or more. Well, it's not a very good result. I. I um, that's not. Nah, that's the other result. A good result is that there are no lingering after effects of this, and it doesn't look like it's done anything other than temporary damage to me. Cool. If I'd rolled higher, there would have been all kinds of shit you're, going on. But you are still flaccid. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty much a, you know nothing bad has happened. That's about as as low as good gets. Okay, cool. You gonna scramble over? Everyone, make dex checks for me, please. Natural one, no, no, modif- no modifier. Four. Four? Okay, Dave and uh, Oishi, you, well, you, you guys are going to sort of slip and fall and, and uh, you're going dis- to uh, dislodge rocks and such like. Um, holy shit, I haven't got a D6. This is, I, am, I am a shitty, shitty... The only D6 I've got is a fate die. Uh, D6. You're each going to take four points of damage. Hear me. Okay, so that takes my... That's off my temporary hit points, and I instantly cast False Life again. (laughs) Um, So that's... an additional six. I hate that. (laughs) So uh, you've scrambled over, you've dislodged a few rocks. It's probably a bit easier to get out now, but um, yeah, that wasn't pleasant. So uh, coming into this room, you are... Uh, I mean, the lantern is still functional, so it's casting a bit of light here. You haven't literally talked to anything that, but it's still really faint light. So you're going more on what has been reported to you, what you've seen through through um, uh-huh. through Brian's eyes. Those of you with dark vision can see that um, there are what look like some crude platforms or tables or something like um, uh, like logs that were lashed together or something, saplings and things. Um, you can't identify really what they were made, you know, or also what, what they were constructions of. I mean, but they, you know, there's nothing longer than about six foot, eight foot maybe. Um, the lashings are all pretty rotted. Where are these in relation to the room? Scattered around? Just scattered around. Oh, just scattered all over the place, yeah. okay. Brian is now reveling in the fact that this is fresh water. It seems to be um, an underground stream here that just surfaces at this, this location. Um, so it's nice and fresh and cool. He loves it. In that case, for the record, I... this is a magical world. We can have freshwater octopus. <laughs> yes, I, I was just about to say. Actually, I, I was gonna. I was Ooh. contemplating emptying his bowl out and refilling it up at the spring, and maybe putting a bit of salt in for him. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a magic world. It's fine. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna change his bowl basically <laughs> in this thing. He creates it massive. Are you gonna put him back into the bowl? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna hop. Okay, back give me the perception, please. 12. 
Okay. Uh, you are also going to see this light coming out of the top of this, this, this cave here, this little passage. And it's kind of um, a faint yellow light. Everyone roll perception for you, please, just uh, as you're looking around. Nine. Fourteen. Sixteen. Dave and Bertram. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to see that the, there's more bones here. I mean, uh, Oishi is, is looking around, but I mean, you, you see some bones stuff, but you're used to that now, like animals and stuff like that. It's, it's like that's background. You guys actually are going to pick up that these are slightly larger, actually a lot larger, and they're sort of humanoid sized. Some slightly smaller than humanoid, some slightly larger, but there's definitely like skull stuff. Like you, you see like half a skull or something peeking out of some mushrooms and it's, yeah, that that looks like something humanoid. Nature roll to see if I can recognise the species. Nature roll. 18. You recognise a bugbear and some goblin bits. Nice. So who led the way? We didn't really discuss that, so I'll say I'm still on point. Okay, yeah, in so the middle, you. I'm following you. I'm yeah, because you're yeah, the back. Okay, so um, there's not much to choose between you. So, uh, out of nowhere, you feel some movement happen, and there's a kind of sl- like a, a, a slimy kind of grating sound, almost uh, like something moving on wet rock. Does a twelve hit your AC? No, I'm a thirteen. Okay, Oishi does a. 10 hit your AC. Nope, I'm an 11. Dave does a 20 hit your AC. Yeah, 15. <laughs> Bertram again does a holy shit uh, hit your AC. Does, sorry, does a 25? No, AC. I'm an 8 9. <laughs> yes, it hits me. Okay. Dave, first, uh, you are pulled towards the the central column. The, the soft tendril is extended yep. from the central col- uh, column here. And as you go towards it, you see with, with horror that there's actually an eye in the centre of this thing, and it pulls you towards it, and you were within 25 feet, just from where you were describing. So it pulls you towards it, and as it pulls you towards you, it, um, the centre of this column opens up, and it's just filled with teeth. And oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Brian, for fuck's sake, why didn't you see this? Just because it's got tentacles like the other thing does not mean you can be biased. Uh, 11 versus your AC. 15. Bertram, you are all likewise grappled. Mm-hmm. And you are pulled towards this thing. Everyone roll initiative, please. The Conyers Caves module was written by Paul Bennett. Intro music was Disgusting by Manson. If you're interested in running the Conyers Caves module for yourself, just drop me an email at swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com, or get in touch with me on Twitter at swordnutradio. Part 2 of Conyers Caves continues next week. Thanks for listening.